Welcome to The Naked Point of View, where our conversations bear it all. I'm your host, Dee Dee Croslin. The Naked Point of View is a podcast based on the extraordinary connections and stories I've experienced from my 20 years in the intimate apparel industry. I'll be having inclusive, educational, and sometimes funny conversations with people making a difference in the world of image, of the mind, and as an always evaluated body. Our interviews will host a range of people in fashion, fitness, and wellness who have all made inspiring impacts and talk about some of their struggles to get there to educate us about body and mind positivity. So sit back, enjoy, and listen to us bear it all. Hi, everyone. So I wanted to have more conversations about plant-based wellness and more specifically CBD. We're going to be talking more about that since I've restarted my podcast because I think it's such an important and healthy self-care opportunity that is still relatively new, accessible to the mainstream consumers, but I don't think people know enough about it. So today I'm speaking with Amy Duncan, who is the founder and CEO of Moellens, a regenerative hemp CBD company. I met Amy through Instagram about a year ago and we kept in touch here and there and I'm telling you, Amy's passion for life, health, and wellness is contagious. So we finally made our way to this podcast together. I wanted to have Amy on because while the exposure of various CBD products is vastly growing, not are all made with the same level of quality, standards, and care. And Amy brings a deep understanding of the cannabis plant. And 10 years of the healthcare industry, she was ranging from pharmacy and biotech and clinical laboratory. But it was in the fall of 2016, preparing to launch a cannabis testing portfolio while at a genetics laboratory in Southern California, when her husband's brain cancer returned. So she stepped down from the laboratory to follow her own entrepreneurial dreams and start Moellens. Amy believes healthy soil creates the most nutrient-dense and effective plants, foods, and products, and guarantees from seed to soil to bottle, they honor their plants, their farmers, and the interconnectedness of us all. Beauty for a better you, health goods to change your outlook on life, and results you can feel. Okay, well, welcome, Amy. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. I know, it's been a long time coming. We've kind of been in each other's lives via Instagram and emails for quite some time, so I'm so glad that we've finally been able to chat. And I have so many questions about your company, Moellens, but first, let's start at the beginning, okay? And I find this fascinating because, you know, your previous career was in the healthcare industry and you worked in like pharmaceuticals and medical devices, biotech, and now you're all plant-based wellness. So let's talk about your beginning, your beginning career, and then how you made that jump to where you are now. Yeah, so I guess it started pretty early. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, so Midwest born and raised. I always knew I just loved being in hospitals. I loved helping people. And I was always intrigued by what one molecule or one pill could do to the human body. And so for me, it was always this, this basis of science. And, and being in medical device was where I really started. I sold physiological patient monitoring. So all the bedside monitors and telemetry that are used in the hospital to basically keep you alive. I started my career there and in the Midwest. And then that company brought me out to the West Coast. From there, I traveled quite a bit with my career and I moved from there into biotech and ran a genetics laboratory in Irvine. So from St. Louis to Laguna Beach and then 
Laguna Beach. I worked in Irvine. You know, I've always had this passion for for really science and and how things can impact our bodies, you know? And so it went from that transition then combined with my personal life really was why I made the transition from, from traditional healthcare, Western medicine into more of a wellness proactive plant-based healthcare moved into CBD. Yeah. So my personal life has kind of guided my career the whole time. And I think intuition and really listening to the signs that I get throughout my life has steered me in a really good path. And I'm very grateful. And if we can delve a little bit deeper into your personal life, because I think that it has been a huge impact on obviously who you are now and what you're doing. Can you just tell us a little bit more about your husband, Chris? Yeah. So I met my husband in 2007 in St. Louis. He was playing baseball for the St. Louis Cardinals and I was working two jobs. I was a waitress and a pharmacy technician. So I was in pharmacy for six years in Missouri. And so I was really his normal as a professional baseball player. He had won a World Series in 2006. And when we met in 07, it was the year after the greatest moment of his life. And he balanced it with someone like me who was very traditional, came from a great family and worked very hard and had like big dreams and visions like he did. We met in 07 in 2000. 11 we were married and a year after we were married he was diagnosed with a glioblastoma brain tumor or brain cancer and a year prior to him his mother was diagnosed with a glioblastoma as well oh wow so it's really like winning the lottery the worst lottery twice in one family it's actually very rare to happen in one family And so I told him that if he was clean on the MRI, so he had surgery to remove the tumor. We went to Duke University Medical Center in North Carolina and then came back to Missouri for chemo and radiation. And it was just so eye-opening for me to see someone be in front of 60,000 people 162 games a year, smashing home runs out of the stadium. And then a year later, well, a year after he retired, learning to walk and talk again. So just very eye-opening and like changed the way that I lived, changed the way we both lived. We thought about, do we have kids right away? And kind of freaked out about that. And, And then we took a breath and took a step back and said, let's just enjoy our time together. If you Google glioblastoma, the the life expectancy is scary. It's, it's around 16 to 24 months. And his mom actually lived for 22 months. So we knew that this wasn't anything to take lightly. And after he did chemo and radiation, he had MRIs every four to six weeks. And I said, if you're clean for a year, we're going to get out of Missouri and get somewhere warm. And so usually Missouri people go to Florida and I don't know why it's just that, that gravitational pull to Florida, but we ended up in California. My, my company moved us out there and you know, it was for him, it was very scary because after he retired from professional baseball in 2010, He ended up doing some radio work for ESPN radio. So he had a sports talk radio show 
And he also did pre and post game for Fox Sports Midwest. So he was very active in the sports community still. So it was scary for him to move out to California and leave St. Louis where he had one World Series and was very well known. But we did it really and he was very selfless in that he he did it really for my career and to see me, you know, follow my dreams like he had followed his. And so medical device, you know, was the reason we came out. But when I had the opportunity to move over to the genetics laboratory, it was absolutely a passion of mine with him and his mother having what I would think would be a genetic link. And so moved over to there and he was able to get his exome sequenced, his genome sequenced, and really just networking with geneticists around the country to dive into this genetic link between him and his mom and really figure out why he had it in the first place. At that time, that was 2014, so it's a bit more complex than, you know, just running a test and being able to figure out why. And unfortunately, it still is very complex. But after a few years at the lab and launching new testing portfolios with the laboratory, I started to look into cannabis and, and steering the laboratory to launch a new product portfolio in cannabis or CBD and looking at, you know, all the things that could contaminate a product. And he used CBD and cannabis really for the stress of it all, just to help with, he did have seizures, so he was on a lot of seizure medication, but the stress of going through MRIs every four to six weeks, I mean, knowing that you have a a tumor in your head or you're trying to get rid of a tumor in your head, I just can't even imagine the thoughts that he had. But I started looking into it at the laboratory and was preparing to launch the testing portfolio at the lab in 2016. And then we went in for a routine MRI and the brain tumor had returned. And when the brain tumor returned after being gone for four and a half years, I just, our our lives were turned upside down once again. And I said, I'm never doing this for anybody working for anybody again in my life. And I wanted the freedom to be with him. Like I knew that this was very serious, the reoccurrence. And so I walked away from the lab and a career I could have been in for a long, long time. And I said, you know, I need to be with him and I'm going to start my own, my own company. And I knew CBD and cannabis was really where I wanted to be. I wasn't quite sure that it would turn into Moellens, but I knew it was the right decision. So I walked away and spent the rest of his life and our life together, you know, with a lot of freedom. Wow. That is such a heartbreaking and and beautiful story. I know that you focused on being a full-time caregiver and that kind of gave you the time to look into CBD as well. Let's focus more on that now. And with the CBD, what was the learning curve for you and the research that you had to do? I mean, I've always been in human genetics. So plant genetics are definitely another kind of a deep dive for me. I had never formulated my own product line, launched a product before. It was always, you know, I had a product that was created and I was able to sell it. Sell it in a sense of being able to articulate and put together sales training programs. And as the COO of the laboratory, really logistically and operationally run a company. 
it was never my company, but the, the learning curve for me was just, you know, how do I take everything that I've learned in my career and apply it to my own company and create products that produce results that you can see and feel. And that was always extremely important for me. And especially in a new industry when there are a lot of people trying to get their hands into it in some capacity always keeping Moellans as close to the soil as humanly possible. That was probably, you know, right up there with the, in the top five things that I never wanted to, to leave our core value set. So the, yeah, the biggest learning curve was really just like, how do I do this for myself after I've done this for other people? You know, I had always been in some company. And so I always, I had that skill set, but it was really applying it to the area of cannabis and figuring out like legally, how do I operate in this new space and how do I build a company around it? So it just transitioned to you. (laughs) Side note, what does the name Moellans mean? Where did that come from? The Mo is from Missouri. The MO is Missouri's abbreviation. And then just the transition from healthcare to wellness, I kind of did a spin on the word wellness. It was either going to be Moels or Moellans. And some people get a little bit tongue twisted with it, but it kind of grew on me. And now, you know, it's it's pretty commonplace. So I'm I'm very happy. I like it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so now you focus on four main things. So relaxation, stress, soreness, and inflammation. And you have skincare and ingestibles. I want to talk about both because a lot of people seem to know what ingestibles do, but not a lot of people really know what skincare, CBD, do for your skin. So let's start with ingestibles and talk about, you know, all of the care that you have with those. So the ingestibles are people's primary, you know, turning point when it comes to CBD. And especially I call 2016, 2000 to 2018, kind of like this, the summers of CBD. It was just this big boom and wave of everybody getting into it. And so, and people knew of the tincture, this CBD tincture. So for us, you know, we formulated two tinctures right out of the gate. And one of them is inner peace. It's a nano blended CBD. And then the other one's split from within, which is a full spectrum CBD oil. And, you know, in terms of what CBD does, you know, it's different for different people. And I think people, the hardest thing is that as a wellness company, we're, we're unable to diagnose, treat, or cure. And so if you come to us with an illness like anxiety or depression or pain, you know, inability to sleep, it's hard for us to steer you directly to a treatment. And what what CBD primarily does, though, is it will take the edge off. It has a calming, relaxing approach. And I hear a lot of people say it brings you back into balance. Now, that it really does. But what does that mean? We have what's called an endocannabinoid system in our bodies. It's a very understudied system, not studied in medical schools yet. And what happens is we have these two types of receptors. We have CB1 and CB2 receptors throughout our body in every major organ system in our body. And that that produces two different types of what we call endocannabinoids. So endo meaning internally or inside our bodies. Those are anandamide and 2-AG if you want to get complex. And so 
what the levels of those two endocannabinoids in our, in our body give us what's called our endocannabinoid tone. So we all have a tone, whether we're, you know, deficient in one or producing an abundance of the other or the opposite. Maybe we have a breakdown somewhere that doesn't allow us to produce enough of, of anandamide. Those two endocannabinoids are really going to help with our mood, our overall feeling of feeling okay. Like that we wake up every morning and we have the right frame of mind. Our thoughts aren't racing. We don't get that feeling of, of anxiety or stress and feel uptight and carry it in our shoulders. That's your endocannabinoid tone. So when your endocannabinoid tone is off, whether it's low or high, and you introduce CBD, which is called a phytocannabinoid or a plant-based cannabinoid, when you introduce that, it's actually going to make up for that loss. So bring the body back into a state of homeostasis or equilibrium or balance. It's not working directly with the CB1 and CB2 receptors, but it is regulating how we feel or regulating the endocannabinoid tone by just taking it as an ingestible. There are other molecules called terpenes that can be uplifting and energizing or they can be calming and relaxing. And those molecules working synergistically with a cannabinoid like CBD are where we get the overall effect of focus, calm, clarity, relieving soreness and inflammation. Okay, and then talk more about the skincare. Yeah, so skincare is actually a blossoming industry for CBD. A lot of people have questions about how it works and why it works. And really, when you think of CBD as an anti-inflammatory ingredient, if you don't have a protective barrier on your skin, your skin is really in a constant state of inflammation. So Aging is definitely a byproduct of a constant state of inflammation. So CBD applied to the skin is going to help as an anti-inflammatory, anti-aging skincare product. The other main benefit of CBD for the skin is that it actually works with the receptors on our skin that balance our sebum production. So our oil production. So if you're very oily, it's actually going to bring your skin back to balance and make your skin, you know, not less oily, but overall, you know, not that sheen at the end of the day or midday that we get under our makeup, which I actually used to get and would have to, you know, cleanse my face and reapply my makeup. And now I can go all day. It's my skin has regulated itself. So for people with skin issues such as acne, that's very much either a hormonal or a sebum issue. CBD is great for, for really treating that acne both as an ingestible, but actually as a skincare ingredient or topical as well. That's so interesting. I never realized that. And I don't think many people do. Like I said, like I think skincare is constantly evolving and you're mostly CBD based. I think you only have some THC, like a 0.3% in your in THC. And what would that be in? Yeah, so we're exactly, we're all hemp based. Mm-hmm. So hemp or marijuana, marijuana being above 0.3% THC and hemp being below 0.3% THC. The two products primarily that are THC free are Inner Peace and Everglow. So Inner Peace is the nano blended CBD, the ingestible, and then Everglow is the 
500 milligram serum for your face. Everything else has under 0.3% THC. In skincare, it's really negligible, the amount of THC that you're going to get as a topical. But Lit From Within and the Keeper's Stash actually have a full spectrum. So the honey and the, the oil have a full spectrum. So under 0.3%, but definitely a different feeling from those two than the nano blended CBD ingestible. So you do place a lot of focus, you know, on the care in your products. Let's talk about how you're growing it. So our primary focus to produce the highest nutrient profile, the cannabinoid profile in the hemp extract, our focus in growing or cultivating the hemp is called regenerative farming or regenerative agriculture. It's really the highest standard of growing Any really agricultural product is regenerative agriculture. And the main priority in regenerative agriculture is soil health. When the health of the soil, there's a lot of organic matter, mycorrhizal fungi. It basically, you could take a handful of soil and it would look like chocolate cake. It just has a lot of nutrients. It's not devoid, which is You know, a a lot of commercial agricultural farms that you see right now are like in a video or on TV, they're dry. And if we don't get any rain out here in California, it's just basically like another dust bowl. Regenerative agriculture focuses on a few things. So soil health being number one, in order to improve soil health and really achieve the highest nutrient density in the plants, we do what's called rotational grazing, which is having different animals. We have eight longhorn cattle that will be working the land in the spring. So you calculate their density or the amount of forage that they would consume and you actually divide up the land into different pastures and you rotationally graze them. So their manure is very much nutritious to the soil. We also do a no-till. So the more that you till the soil, the more that you're really releasing the carbon into the atmosphere and also breaking up and disturbing the soil is going to damage the beneficial fungi and microbes in the soil. So by not tilling the soil, we're actually keeping those intact. We're always having a cover crop and the sun isn't blazing down on the soil itself, but the crops are covering it. So a few things that make regenerative farming unique, you know, and able to produce high cannabinoid profiles that give us the ability to then extract and get very powerful products. That's incredible, the amount of care that you put into that. And I think that that reflects to the elevated product that you make. And one exciting thing that you told me about is that you just bought 77 acres of farmland. So it seems that you are outsourcing and now you're going to be transitioning to do your own. Absolutely. So we always wanted, like I said in the beginning, a very close relationship to the farm. Initially, we didn't farm. We've sourced from a farm in upstate New York that has all been regenerative agricultural grown. And when coronavirus hit, I mean, I've always wanted to grow our own hemp for one, but there's only so many things that you can juggle at a time. And (laughs) so, you know, when coronavirus hit, I always, I, I just thought I need to get back out into nature. And then after my husband passed, I really just felt like, I was more connected to him when I was in nature and the peace and the silence that I found on the farm 
really made me feel whole again. And so I did, I purchased 77 acres out in central California near Fresno. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful rolling hills. It hasn't been farmed in about 15 years. So we're getting into, actually this week I'll go and I'm going to get a tractor, which it, the, just the things that I tell people that I do because I'm a city girl, you know, <laughs> so I go out there and I walk into the tractor store and kind of just <laughs> figure it out, you know, but it'll be really exciting. We're going to get the cover crop in for the winter and there's two horses and eight longhorn cattle already on the land. And then I have a horse here in LA that I'll bring up to Fresno as well. And then we'll get some hemp in the ground come spring and have our first hemp harvest and it'll be really exciting. So it'll be full, fully vertically integrated operation and hands in the soil for me feels like the best way. Oh my God, how rewarding and how amazing. That's huge undertaking. <laughs> when you, huge, when I undertaking. Read, huge, just a little project. That's all. <laughs> yeah. My husband used to, I always said, if we had kids, their first words would be, I'm worried. <laughs> he was just always a warrior and you know some of the adventures he loved our adventures but this one with the farm it may have been like a, a bit much for him so I know he's like he's looking down and he's very proud but he's going Amy what are you doing now <laughs> he's shaking his head <laughs> yeah how have you been managing your business throughout the pandemic it's been challenging, you know, in the, in the beginning in March of this year, you know, in the first three weeks, we're, we're still a small business. We've, we've been around three years this March, so March, 2021. Um, and we had two, two really good friends of mine, girls who were targeting retail, wholesale opportunities, the spas, the hotels. And, you know, we had to make a change in the first three weeks and, we just had to very drastically and quickly decide what was going to be right. We tried to make a pivot to drive online business because that's obviously our core, but it's, it's, it's rough for people to just, you know, have done what they do as a career and then say, Oh, now you have to do this because this is where we have to shift to. So we did have to let them go. They're still very good friends of mine, but you know, things like that have been steering us. We're in a very good spot now, but unfortunately we were right before the virus, we were supposed to launch in 45 different retail locations, all spas and the spas of course had to close. Yeah. So yeah. it's been tough. I think what it's taught us in all of this, there's always, you know, something that you learn as a small business owner is just you know, you have to keep going and you have to make it work. And no one comes and knocks on your door and says, you know, today you have to be open. It's, it's your choice. And there's a lot of our core community that, you know, that's what we do is help people during times of stress. And I'm very grateful to be in a position where I have been through a lot of stressful times in my life. So when things hit like this, I feel like it's my life's mission really to say, I got you, you know, we got you, we'll be okay. So yeah, just, we've pivoted when we needed to, and we didn't anticipate it would last as long as this, but here we are. And I think we've made it through the worst of it. And yeah, we're still doing really well. I can tell, good for you. You know, you're really good with giving advice. 
And I'm going to ask you, you know, what advice would you give, some tips and advice that you would give to entrepreneurs still wanting to start their own business? Definitely do it. I don't think anything should prohibit you from living out the vision that you've always had for your life. And it is hard, but my biggest piece of advice would be chip away at it. Just do something small every single day. And you will be amazed at what you can accomplish in the small moments of your life rather than watching that hour long TV show, <laughs> spend an hour on the business. And literally that's what I did. I mean, I went to coffee shops every single day and would sit there for, you know, three, four hours and just research and write things down and, you know, study and build and little by little by little after 11 months, a company was built. And so I think there are definitely, you just keep going and you chip away and just keep your heart in the right place and it will happen. I think that's excellent advice. You're also really good at giving back. And I know that that's a huge factor in your life as well. Can you talk some more about your initiatives? Yeah. So we actually give back right now to three organizations. We give a dollar of every purchase to one of the three. Kiss the Ground is our partner in the regenerative agriculture space. And so they teach farmers and help commercial agricultural farmers to transition to regenerative. So there's different educational advocacy and then training programs that they offer. So I love working with them. They actually own Cafe Gratitude and Gracias Madres down here in California, which are amazing restaurants if you have a chance to go there. And then the second one is First Descents, which is an organization out of Colorado. I actually worked with them when I was at the laboratory as well. And what they do is they offer outdoor adventures to young adults going through cancer or debilitating illnesses. And for me, that was just such a passion of mine to have people live while they're going through something like cancer and illnesses. So I love what they do. And I hope that they come out to California a bit more because I want to be more involved, like hands-on with that community. But I, I love the founders. I love what they do. And then the third is my husband's scholarship fund. So I put together a scholarship fund, Chris Duncan Scholarship Fund, and we give next year will be our first award, actually. $2,500 annual scholarship to a high school senior that is pursuing baseball or broadcasting, which are two of my husband's uh, passions. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. You don't really sit down a lot, do you? <laughs> I don't. I, I think overall, like, I just love to be doing things and, you know, life is so short and I just want to be able to do everything that I wanted that I that I see in this massive vision, you know? Yeah, well, you're definitely making the most of it. So what has been one of the best things that has come out of COVID for you? Hmm. Well, I think for me, I you're right, I am somewhat of a workaholic, but COVID has taught me to introduce hobbies into my life and I did purchase the farm which is a hobby and a piece of work but aside from that the farm actually made me adopt a horse and there were two horses that were already on the land and I wanted one that I could ride so now every morning 
I go see my horse, which is down here in LA and I get there and I spend from seven to nine in the morning just with the horse. And, and his name's Jonas. So with Jonas, you have to be fully present. There's no way to be around a horse and to just be scatterbrained or thinking about work or thinking about something else. I mean, you really put yourself at danger and he absolutely knows it and takes advantage of you in one way or another. So it's just really nice that I've been able to find a hobby and something that really reconnects me with animals and nature. And I'm super grateful for that because I think without it, I would have been just going, 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 building, building, building. And COVID has made me say, you know, you can enjoy life as well. And I think that that's a perfect balance, especially with people who do have successful businesses. You need to have that personal, I mean, your business is based on self-care. So you need to place that as an important factor of your life as well. So one last question. I know there's so much on the horizon for Moellans, but is there anything exciting that's coming up that you can share with us? Hmm. Well, we new did website. Have, you did your new website. Yes, we did the new website. And, you know, we were going to release a few new products this year. And because of the new website, I just wanted to get everything like absolutely the way that I wanted it. <laughs> so we have a few new product launches coming early next year. One's a CBD protein powder, and the other one is called the Optimist, and it's a CBD face mist, so like a hydrating mist, a hydrosol, which is really nice when you're, you know, sitting in front of your computer or you just need like a uplifting reset. So it's a really beautiful product. So a few new products, and then of course the hemp, you know, planting in the spring is really something that's exciting. So we're going to be documenting that and oh great video and you know, it'll be fun. Oh, that will be fun. That's so exciting. Well, Amy, I know how to find you, but how can my listeners find you? Because I know they're going to be in love with you if they haven't already Googled you during this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're at Moellens, M-O-W-E-L-L-E-N-S.com and Moellens on social. And then myself personally, I'm at Living Duncan, livingduncan.com or on Instagram. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. It has been such a pleasure to finally see you. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Thanks so much, Amy. Thank you. Okay, take care. Bye. If you liked today's podcast and has left you wanting more, check us out at thenakedpointofview.com to hear how more of my inspiring guests are making impact on body and mind positivity. If you're finding us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. And speaking of which, if you want to reach out, we always want to know more about what you'd like to hear from us. So you can find us on social media at The Naked Point of View on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. Or you can email us at thenakedpointofview at gmail.com. I'm Dee Dee Croslin, and thank you for listening to us. Bear it all.